Welcome to this week's episode of Soccer Neophytes Podcast. Happy Valentine's Day. We are going to talk about the things we love. No hate in this episode. We're going to talk about our favorite transfers. Uh, there's some new manager deja vu. Southie's moving up. Brentford, Crystal Palace, and Leeds moving down. Did Everton save their season? And the battle for fourth place continues. Chris, what's up, buddy? Yo, what's good, Nate? It's like old times. I know. We had a couple weeks off. There was uh international break. There was some some FA Cup, which didn't fare too well for either of our clubs, <laughs> uh, unfortunately. But are we gonna it, talk about that at all? This is I wasn't was, it feels like forever ago. Podcast. We've got I know we've got two match weeks to talk about. Um, this is the love podcast. Um Tim is out. It's uh, Tim and Katie, his wife. Uh, they went out to dinner, and then Kemi. It's his anniversary. Um, so it's just you and I tonight. Yeah, we're the only ones who are willing to deal with the wrath of our wives. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, uh, well, let's jump right in so that we can go and spend a little time with them. But, um. A lot has happened. The transfer window closed. And before we, before we do anything else, I just want to give us, because two, I don't know, I would say really important Premier League players from the beginning of when we started watching and caring about Premier League transferred out of the Premier League both to Barcelona. And so I just want to give a moment of silence for Pierre Emmerich Aubameyang. And more importantly, may he rest in peace. He's not dead. I know, but he, <laughs> he actually is very much alive and we can maybe touch on that really briefly, but oh, legend wolves, legend premier league, mini legend soccer neophytes podcast legend adame Traore. it's so crazy it's so crazy that he's not around i know and he's playing well over at barcelona he has a couple assists already like i think i saw somewhere he has two assists well i know he has two assists but uh it's like the same amount of assists he had in his last two seasons with wolves uh but this last assist that he got and we are a premier league uh, podcast we are not a la liga podcast but um we i want to give adame this time but uh the assist he got over the weekend there was just no one around him and that was just the tactic that every team used on him like for the last two years is he always had a couple guys on him they were fouling him all the time all these tactical fouls and so he just never had space. So the cross he puts in, he's just like basically by himself, like dribbling down the right flank and puts this beautiful cross in and it gets headed in. So I'm sad Adame's gone. Um, my full kit wanker outfit <laughs> is retired for now. And 
but I'm happy he's at his boyhood club. I'm happy he's not in the Premier League. I'm happy that he's performing well. So I wish nothing but love to him. Probably my second favorite all-time wolf. So uh, sad to see him go. But And now I remember, obviously, in season two, he became a very much more prominent figure for wolves and even for your fandom. How much was he featuring in that first season? Like, was he a, uh, like a big piece as to what attracted you to the wolf to wolves in the first place? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, like, I, I think he was yeah, one of my two favorite players back then. Um, I like Patricio as well, but maybe those three were, were the ones that really stood out. I should bust out. I still have my old notebook from those early matches I watched <laughs> and I'd love to see like what notes I was taking about those guys. Yeah. But Aubameyang is also gone. Um, that's, he wasn't that's really wild to me. It's still so wild. He wasn't featuring. Obviously, Titus yeah. is a, is an Arsenal fan, so I pay more attention to them than most other clubs. And he wasn't featuring. There's obviously some over the last few years some discipline issues, and he went on a free. Um, and so that's maybe the craziest part about it is that he went on a free, but. Yeah, they were um, just trying to get rid of his salary, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's just wild because, like, when we first started this thing, he was, you know, golden boot winner and, and, or at least up at the top. And it was like, yeah. all you heard about was Obama Yang, Obama Yang, Obama Yang. Yeah. And it's like, we're not even that far out from having started this. This is season four. Like, we're yeah. three years removed from yeah. being like, wow, maybe we could go with Arsenal because this guy's phenomenal. Totally. Yeah. So it's interesting just how fast players fall out of favor. And I mean, Traore similarly, um, now wolves are reportedly it's a, it's a loan move, which is interesting with no obligation to buy. Although it seems like some of the rumors are that was a part of Barca, maybe getting out of some of their financial troubles that there might actually be an obligation, but 30 million, pounds supposedly for for him which be great if wolves can get that we also have trincao who's on loan from barcelona so there's some there's some rumors it might be a straight swap or a swap plus cash so we won't know till the till the summer but um yeah crazy Mm. and sad to see both of those guys gone um i did want to talk about a couple of the transfers who have come into the premier league Um, And while we're talking about things we love, he hasn't even featured yet, but we just have to say the return of Christian Erickson to the Premier League with Brentford, that is beautiful. We've obviously on this podcast been favorable towards Brentford, except for their matches against Wolves have uh, soured my taste for them a little bit, but um (laughs) But Christian Eriksen, to see him back, uh, he hasn't featured yet, but he, I think he was introduced over the weekend. And that's just, that's, that's got to be the number one transfer just as from a feel good perspective. For sure. But it's also like a terrifying perspective. Like, my goodness, I do not want to see anything happen to him, <laughs> like on the, on the pitch. Yeah. It feels a little bit like watching Raul come back, right? Like, yeah there's that trepidation and a bit of like nerves, like seeing Raul come back. See, I remember those first couple of matches watching him go up for headers and just being like, <sighs> you know, now we're kind of used to him playing again, but yeah, there, there's definitely some, some trepidation 
towards Christian Erickson being out on the field, but still great to have him back. For sure. Very cool. What a great story. Wish him nothing but the best as long as he's not playing Manchester United. Of course. Um, I would argue, I think there's, I mean, there's not as many transfers in the January window as the summer, but I would say there, to me, there were two really notable ones that, that made a lot of noise beforehand. And both of them have really actually contributed really well for their clubs. Um, and so Kieran Trippier for Newcastle and Coutinho for Aston Villa, uh, both of them were really highly, uh, talked about big transfers and both of them have been delivering, uh, Coutinho particularly, he has two goals and two assists in his four matches. Um, apparently he has like kind of old dead legs, um, at least that's what Wolves fans were saying because he went to the Villa and we don't like the Villa. So I think maybe they're kind of slagging him off to try and downplay what a good signing it is. But he's played great. Um, he's you know obviously created a lot of chances and been right in the middle of it. Um, so even though Aston Villa hasn't seemed to put it together, I still have, think they have a lot of pieces to potentially move up the table a little bit towards these last few months. Yeah, I think uh, it's a little wild to see who spent in this transfer period Um, because you mentioned Trippier to Newcastle. That was a $15 million transfer, but they also had, I think, the second highest uh, transfer fee paid out uh, for Bruno Gumierrez. Uh-huh. And they paid $42 million for him. So it's kind of weird to see Newcastle Granted, they've got the new billionaire oil tycoon Saudi Arabian owners. Are they the American group? I forget. No, 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 no. They're the Saudi group. Okay. That, okay. So granted, they have the influx of cash from that. So it, I guess it's good from a competitive standpoint to see them making those moves and bringing guys in because uh, they're certainly in, in danger of uh, relegation. So um, those are a couple interesting moves and the money they, they paid on those. And but then, I think that's why Trippier is, I would argue maybe is even though he's only scored, I mean, he scored two goals, no assists. And in his first four matches is probably more important because Aston Villa is going to finish mid table, but Newcastle, Newcastle definitely is threatened to go to the championship. And that could be really devastating for this new ownership group. So they had to spend money. Yeah, And they did. I mean, they brought in a, a Chris Wood from Burnley. They spent a lot of money on him, Dan Byrne from Brighton. So also in some ways, I would say smartly, not Brighton so much, but the Burnley move weakened uh, another relegation team, right? So I remember yeah. seeing a lot of news from the Burnley school team just being like, or Burnley fans saying, what in the hell? Like, why would we sell one of our best players to a relegation rival? So, but time will tell, but Newcastle had to spend money and, and Trippier has been great so far. So. Yeah. One more I want to mention because it just makes me laugh. Uh, (laughs) Poor, poor, hard to find funds. Liverpool somehow scratched out a $45 million deal for Luis Diaz, who could be quite, quite the difference maker but it's amazing that a poor club that just doesn't have the funds of the other clubs 
just continues to find those millions and millions of pounds to shell out. I know it's, it's the irony is dripping off your tongue. <laughs> the, the Manchester United fan wolves, I think brought three pe- people in for like 5 million pounds total. So yeah, well, United didn't bring anybody and they loaned out a couple of players and then just kind of stood pat is like, whatever. I, I think yeah. they're still trying to, you know, Ralph's still trying to figure everything out. I think they will be much, 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 much more active in the, the summer spree. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It, this is a love episode, so we probably shouldn't talk That's about right. Manchester United. That's right. That's true. That's We're true. spreading love. We are spreading love. And one thing the Premier League loves, we've only noticed, I've, I mean, we've only been around the Premier League for four years, but one thing that the Premier League loves is managers that have once been in the Premier League before. It feels like there's a there's it feels like there's 30 managers that that are options for the Premier League and they just loop around. Um, and the two that came in most recently, uh, Frank Lampard came in to hope to try and resurrect and save Everton's season, and then similarly Roy Hodgkin for Watford. I, I mean Watford, they're such a mess. I think this is their third. Or it might even be their fourth manager of the season. I think they had three or four last year at the championship. And that's a team that got promoted, had that many different managers. So um Watford, I don't even know why you'd take that job, especially Roy Hodgkin. I don't know how old he is, but that seems like too much stress for a guy his age. <laughs> he should just sail off into, into retirement. But just collect those paychecks, baby. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But um, Frank Lampard, Hodgkin back in the premier league. Um, I don't know. We'll see both those teams like struggling. Everton got a great win this weekend. Finally, they, they won three nil, but I mean, up until that they'd lost four in a row. Um, and not to, you know, it matters who you play, right? That's what Chris, you know, you always say, but I do you know, say that, had- don't I? You do. They'd lost to Brighton, which isn't necessarily a bad loss, but then they lost to Norwich and Villa and Newcastle. And it looked like they were a ship that could not be resurrected. And they, they won three nil at Leeds, which is another team that, that is definitely on the struggle bus as well. Brentford also, um, they, they had lost four in a row before getting the draw with crystal palace, crystal palace. They haven't won in in a couple months i mean i don't love to see this but i know this is a love episode but we also have to talk about reality and those (laughs) are teams that are that are struggling and newcastle with three in a row uh pulling themselves from the depths and at least giving themselves a chance to to play in the premier league next year yeah they've certainly picked themselves up with those three wins um They've got a game in hand on Norwich and they're four, four points up right now. So that's, that's pretty big. They went from yikes to, well, maybe they're going to be okay real quick. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, what's interesting is Burnley has so many games in hand. It'll be interesting to see what they can do with those. I don't know who, I guess we could look quickly to see who they have outstanding games against. They've got uh, Aston Villa, Everton, well, they've the only played are... 21, so they basically play everybody still. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's true. So um they 
it'll be interesting to see what they, they do with the match, the makeup matches though. They have to get three points. They have to start winning matches to, to pull themselves out. So, and since we're talking about things we love, obviously Burnley uh, has Natalie, our, we our, love our favorite fan, uh, favorite interview from season one. For sure. Yeah, I was just about to say that because it's like, I, I always find myself rooting for them to stay up. Like, Totally. Just for her. Just for her. For her. Totally. Absolutely. 100%. And even though I picked this team to get relegated and they're the, I, I also bet on them to get relegated, um, I do love to see Southampton move up the table. Southampton, who once at the beginning of the season were sitting, sitting right at the relegation zone, they are up to 10th. And I know it came at the expense of, of United this weekend, Chris, but, but that team is so, they're so interesting. It feels like Hassan Hoodle knows how to put a run of games together where they'll win, you know, they'll pick up a ton of points for three months in a row and then they'll fall off the cliff. So it looks like they fell off the cliff early. Now putting that <laughs> run together again. And we'll see if they can sustain that for, for the rest of the season. What if they like learn their lesson last year and they're like, Hey guys, we don't want to start hot. We want to finish hot. And so this year they're like, Hey, we're going bottom of the table and then we're going to flip the script and we're going to go to the top. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a dangerous game to play, but they seem to be pretty, pretty secure. I mean, they're 12 points above, relegation and more importantly they have seven teams between them in the bottom and yeah uh, and they're they're playing well so you know and they are it's good to see them doing that again i james war prowse is always going to be a dude that i just don't want to look at like he just looks <laughs> like an angry dude all the time but man on a set piece i'll watch him all day oh yeah, yeah. jay adams is awesome so no, yeah, there's there's definitely some likable guys, and um, I like Hassan Hoodle, and I'm glad that he's he's turned it around for them. The other thing we love is a good battle, a good battle. And since we don't really have a good battle for for number one, uh, we do have a battle for that fourth spot spot that Champions League fourth spot. It really is looking like we could see this come down to the wire. I don't know if it will come down to the final game of the season, but you've got five points separating uh, teams four through eight. Uh, that seems to stay, have stayed consistent, but I think what's probably more important is that the team in, in fourth, West Ham, uh, they've played all 25 of their matches, and the rest of the teams below them, including the team that's eighth, have have games in hand. Tottenham's at eighth. They're only five points back, but they have three games in hand. Uh, Wolverhampton, who's in seventh. I don't know if you've heard of that team. They're pretty good. Uh, they're, they're only four points back and have two games in hand. Arsenal probably sitting in the best position. They're in sixth. Uh, they have three games in hand and are only two points back of West Ham. And I would argue are, are playing some of the best um, the best soccer uh, right now. And then Manchester United's only a point back of fourth with a game in hand. Um, 
and playing. I mean, they haven't lost in a while, which kudos, but they have a couple tough draws. <laughs> they had a couple tough draws recently. Um, and, you know, they have higher aspirations. So, of course, fifth is not where you want to be if you're a United fan. No, no, it's not. You uh, you nailed that one on the head, Nathan. That, well, that's not me to pick on you. I'm. That's <clears throat> just, we love a battle. And so we For do sure. have one. We do have a battle on our hands and it should right. be super exciting. Every year we beg for a race. We're not going to, it doesn't look like we're going to get a race to the title, but we're for sure getting a race to fourth. Yes. Yeah. For, yeah and like I said, likely, likely to last mostly the rest of the season. I mean, I would be, it'd be, it's going to just going to be hard with all those games in hand and so many teams in the mix. You, You're, you assume some of those teams are going to, catch catch west ham and there'll probably be some some yo-yoing into that fourth spot over the next couple months yeah and it's easy to say that arsenal might look the best shape because they've got three games in hand sitting just a couple points back but do you know who those three games are oh that's right it's like (laughs) liverpool chelsea and city or something right it's liverpool chelsea and tottenham that's right so it's not a it's not like an easy walk through the park for their three games in hand. So it's, it's going to be super interesting. That's for sure. Yeah, that's right. Wolves games in hand are pretty good. They have Watford and then they have, they have Arsenal and, and maybe we can move to our, our teams here for a moment, but um, you know, what, what I find interesting and what I said last episode going into this, the month of February Wolves had a tough little, has it have a tough little schedule, but what, what makes it, interesting is all the matches are against this like aspiring or close to aspiring group of teams. So we, we lost to Arsenal one nil. We just beat Tottenham two nil yesterday. We've got Leicester over the weekend. Then we play Arsenal again in our, in our makeup match. Um, and then I forget who we have after that, but um, it's a, it's, it's kind of like a, a prove it schedule, right? Like if they can get enough victories in there, then they'll be close to fourth. And if they can't, then they'll be sitting seven, eight and you got to beat the teams around you. And so, um, Oh, that last match is West Ham. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's exactly what you would want. If you're wolves, you're going to, pr- you can prove it in February if you belong in the, in the top four discussion. And, you know, they played Arsenal really tough during the midweek. That was a really hard fought game. Um, and unfortunately just had a lapse of judgment and defense on a set piece. And that's how I think Lacazette scored. Um, and then, made Tottenham look foolish over the weekend. Tottenham's defense is atrocious. I mean, Wolves scored two goals in a match. So that's the first, that's like kind of the first indication of how great it's like they nine are. for other teams. It is. It's like, we, yeah, that's right. Um, but what's funny about it is like both the goals they scored were just kind of like they were rebounded weird goals that I don't know what Loris was doing, but and the defense didn't clear the ball. Like the first shot on didn't go in and then it, the balls pinballed around and they got second opportunities. 
So, um, but good, but you know, a, a tough loss to Arsenal and a good win against Tottenham. And now, you know, Leicester Arsenal will really see what they, what they're made of and if they really belong in that, that discussion. Um, the only thing I want to, the only thing I want to really highlight about that episode, about that, uh, that match was we had a young guy, Luke Kundal got his first start in midfield. Matinho has been hurt the last couple matches. So our midfield is, is pretty weak. Uh, then Donker has been getting the start and, uh, Bruno put out a different lineup this week, which is also something really encouraging because Nuno, when, when he was in charge, he'd basically put out the same light, like formation every week and rarely change the lineup. And one thing that we've noticed with Bruno is he's not afraid to change the formation depending, depending on the opponent. And so he ran out a different formation this week and, and let this young kid play Luke Kundal and, and he held his own and that was really exciting. And so, um, so we'll see, it was a really encouraging, fun game. It was fun to not be, I, I found myself at the end of the match when you're up two nil, you're definitely not as nervous as a one nil lead, but I found myself being nervous about being nervous. I was like, <laughs> gosh, if they score a goal, I'm going to be so, it's going to be so like nerve wracking. So I was more nervous about if they scored a goal, how nervous I'd be after that. But um, yeah, good, good win beating Spurs at Spurs and Wolves won four in a row on the road, which is good. I don't know if they'll, they'll get the United streak of 17 or 20, whatever it was, but um, it's it's like, I want to say 29 or 30. Dude, that was so crazy. That was wild. That's wild. So um, I know it's a love episode. I love seeing Wolves beat beat Spurs. Is there anything that you can talk about that you love oh, about man. United after this midweek and week match matches? Yeah, it was uh, it was a rough one. I mean, two draws uh, against maybe two teams that they should definitely be, especially Burnley. Yeah. No offense, Natalie. Um, just a, but there are a couple of weird games. Um, th- this goes against every narrative you have, Nate, but. VAR has been brutal on United this season, and they've had, I want to say, four disallowed goals in the last, like, three matches now. A couple of them are, were clear-cut. I don't want to pretend like everyone was a bad decision, but there, there was a really interesting decision that Burnley game that cost them a goal. Um, but I don't want to get into that stuff. Not worth it. Um, they're just not playing great. And I, Ralph's tinkering with lineups, trying to find out, obviously – Freaking Mason Greenwood situation is just disgusting and horrible. Disgusting, um, yeah. You know, like, that's just tough. Like, the dude had the world in the palm of his hands if he, you know, just not a disgusting scumbag. But, um, you know, those are, the, those are the situations where I just, like, I don't care about losing the talent. Like, it's sad to me that you see people on Twitter and things being like, well, he's 20 years old. What do you expect when you give him all the, like, I expect. Yeah, the not- classic. Yeah. <laughs> Like, dude, like to act about, like every other 20 year old. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like, how about I expect him not to beat women and rape women? Like, that's what I expect. But I mean, totally. I know that that's like a really high bar to set. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't. It's not something where I'm lamenting his loss. I think it's disgusting. He deserves everything that's coming his way if it does come his way. 
Um, you know, it is what it is, but you know, that causes Ralph to tinker a lot because he was such a prominent player for the squad and just so talented coming up. Uh, Ronaldo's not playing well. Fans yeah. are starting to get all over him. He's starting to whine and complain. So um, I guess if I'm giving love, Pogba's back. He's looking motivated right now. I, it should last at least another couple more games before <laughs> he goes back into not caring Pogba. Um, but like motivated Pogba is incredible. He's yeah. We've always, I mean, we've been saying that for years. I mean, I think everyone's saying that, but motivated yeah. Pogba is fun. Pogba. It, it's um, that guy is just insanely talented. The stuff yeah. he can do with the ball is just out of control. And I have to ask, I say I am not watching United very closely, but when did Pogba cut his hair? Um, I don't know. He just showed up like that. Okay, so that's recent. Like I yeah, was watching yeah. the highlights of of the United match, and I was like, oh, that's some hair watch. Pogba's <laughs> hair is like just normal, normal, like just yeah. basic. Yeah, he came back from from his injury, and and Grant, I don't watch, I don't watch like trainings and stuff like that or rehabs, and so I don't yeah. know, maybe he cut it a while ago, but yeah, no, he just he came back and it was clean. Dang, shame he has yeah. good hair usually. I mean, it's a good look on him. He looks nice, but oh, for sure, for sure, he's a good looking dude. But I'd love it when he throws the the bleach in or he goes blue up top he just yeah. he always has really solid hair i'm sure it'll be back don't worry i'm i'm sure it will be but if we're gonna give love to someone on united there's really only one player to love on united right now and that's david De Gea. harry Maguire. <laughs> yes <laughs> for sure it's for sure harry Maguire. everyone's favorite defensive everyone cat. loves him everyone yes. loves him. it's a it's crazy i don't know what's gonna happen but in all honesty, David De Gea has been lights yeah. out this season. He actually won Premier League Player of the Month for January, um, and I think I think I read he's the first keeper to win that award in like six years. Wow! So congratulations on that. He had an amazing save in that Burnley match. Yeah, he he's been so good. He's been season. so good. Yeah. So um, there's the love for United. Um, they're just going through it right now. And th yeah. this is one of those transition seasons and there's going to be a huge off season from hiring a new manager to letting Ralph decide who stays, who goes. Um, it's going to be really interesting because they've got, they, uh, they're united. They have talent. Um, they also have some insanely underperforming talent as well. And totally. so it, it's going to be interesting to see what they can do. I think if I don't know if this is a good like comparison, but when I think about when I think about City and even Liverpool and maybe even Chelsea, Liverpool probably doesn't fit into this too much. But but one of the things about City that really stands out is they have a team full of superstars from an athletic standpoint, but not a personality standpoint. Yeah. If you look at that team, they don't, and maybe it's because they don't have a true striker. <laughs> you know, it's like the yeah. one thing they're missing. Um, and strikers tend to have that kind of that personality. But when you look at City, they're a remarkable team without like that one player that, or two or three players who have the, I don't know that yeah, I mean, swagger that superstar like kind of personality you look at united with pogba and bruno and ronaldo and 
to a lesser extent, Cavani even and Rashford, like they have so many, like Meg, they're like kind of the mega star, right? Yeah. And Liverpool has that too with with Sala, but and Firmino. But he's but I don't know. <laughs> but he's producing. But you I just wonder if it's easy. You know? Well, I just wonder if it's like easier to to make a team mesh and gel when you don't have all those personalities. Or if you only have one or two, right? Where right. I mean, that's the have, city. They brought in Graylish, who has that history in those that's tennises, right. But you haven't heard anything. No. Right, other well, than that's because he's not, not performing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's why it's hard to have be a superstar. If you suck. But he hasn't thrown any COVID parties that I've heard of this year. No. No, that's true. <laughs> so. One thing I did love, I love this. And I don't remember what I said about it during our our preview episode where we previewed the kits and this probably goes back to just my height these are my high school colors but i loved southampton's kits on saturday or sunday whenever they played it i it probably has mostly to do with with them being my high school colors and maybe because they're so unique like that blue and yellow you don't see that color combo in the premier league so I don't know. I loved it. It was, they were fun to watch those kids. Yeah. It was Saturday. It was early. I was up at five 30 <laughs> watching my team. It's, it was sad. Yeah. That's tough. I saw definitely multiple tweets about how sad it was for people to wake up that early for that. So it was rough, especially cause like Ronaldo should have had, at least one goal, maybe two, but he just like, he got past the keeper and just tried to tap it in from like 15 feet out. And the Mm. defender just came in and grabbed it. (laughs) It was like, (laughs) why don't you put a little bit of pace behind that? Like you're they're they're the greatest goal scorer of all time. Like, what are you doing? So (laughs) yeah, it was frustrating. And then Harry Maguire is just terrible. So boy. Yeah. Wolves have Max Kilman, who's just played outstanding defense all year. And, and a lot of the Wolves fans are like, how can you watch Harry Maguire play defense and have him on the England national team and watch Max Kilman play? And he hasn't made the, made the team yet, which who knows what will happen. We'll see over time, but, but yeah, Maguire just hasn't been good this year. No, and maybe actually not. for, maybe actually for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it started, uh, there was a little bit of a tail off at the end of last season or no, he was last off season or was it this off season where he got arrested and then tried to bribe the uh, officials and like, I don't remember where it was in Italy or something. <laughs> oh, I think yeah, it was two off right. seasons. Yeah. But ever since that happened, he has not been the good defender that he once was. Maybe jail changed him. Yeah. Jail will think, do that. Yeah. I think he was locked up for a couple of days before getting out. So I don't oh, know. Man. He certainly shouldn't be playing on anyone's national team. <laughs> That's, yeah. Um, there were a couple red cards, <laughs> not over the weekend, but during the midweek. Uh, one was Kansa. Uh, I did not see that one, but the one that I did see live was Gabriel for Arsenal against Wolves in midweek. He pulled a Raul Jimenez and got two yellows in like 20 seconds. And the funny thing is there, there's been some controversy about it that he shouldn't have gotten both. Um, but watching the match, I was like, Oh, that's a yellow. 
And then uh, the referee let play resume because Wolves had the advantage. And then, oh, there's another yellow. And I was like, holy crap, that's like two yellows right in a row. And sure enough, the referee ran over, gave him, gave him the first yellow and pointed back to where he did it and then pulled out the other yellow. Um, and Wolves, man, uh, Wolves peppered Ramsey. Ramsey? Ramsdale. Peppered Ramsdale for the last 10 minutes he played great i mean i know we joked that ramsdale was like the the relegation the curse of relegation curse but um he's played well for arsenal this year so kudos to him and he stopped some really good shots at the end of that arsenal match but um the gabriel double yellow was was pretty funny the first yellow he got because wolves were trying to throw the ball in <laughs> and he runs up i think it was kilman throwing it him he runs up to him and like puts his arms up and like into the, the guy throwing the ball in's arms as he was trying, trying to throw the ball. And so like clearly interfering with the throw in. And then he, and then he gets beat down the field and runs down the field and just shoulders someone from behind. I'm like, what, what is going on? So it's pretty funny uh, for American watch. The only thing I want to talk about is there's a new transfer. Yeah, buddy. Matt Turner, uh, American keeper coming, signing with Arsenal. I don't think the transfer uh, completes until the summer, but that was announced uh, before the transfer window closed. It probably, I'm, I'm assuming it signals the end for Bird Leto there at Arsenal. I don't know what his contract situation is, but. I would imagine that Leno will be gone and Turner would be the backup keeper for Arsenal next year, which would be pretty exciting. So we always love seeing more Americans in the premier league. Keep them coming. For goal of the week. Uh, we had a couple, uh, we had two match weeks. Uh, I don't know if you saw many of them, Chris, but, but Zaha had this, screamer from left side of the box from pretty far away. It was a beautiful strike midweek. Did you see that? I didn't. I missed it. Yeah, it was, it was great. Um, and then over the weekend, I, I mean, this was a great goal. There weren't many that were that uh, impressive, but, but Jimenez's goal, like I said, ball was balls were kind of bouncing around. The ball was kind of bouncing around and got, kind of punt like kind of pseudo cleared to him at the edge of the the box and he he like lets it bounce and then on the vol on the volley does one of these like top spin kicks with the top of his foot and just top spin kicks it and it just up arcs up and over um Loris's head into the goal is a great goal it's beautiful nice yeah. Well, let's do lock it in review. Um, I had a absolutely horrendous <laughs> week of lock it in. I had a makeup match. I picked Burnley over Watford. They drew. Then I took Wolves over Arsenal. They lost. And then I took Brentford over Crystal Palace and they drew. And so I got three losses, which drops me to 15 and nine. 
which drops me to second place. Tim <laughs> went two for two. He picked Le- uh, Liverpool over Leicester and Manchester City over Norwich to move him to 16 and seven. The first time I've been out of first place all season. And then Chris, you had City over Brentford, which you got. And then you had United over Southie, uh, which is a draw. So you lost. That takes you to 12 and 11. You have a game in hand. Um, that Liverpool over Leeds match, which will be played uh, on the 23rd of this month. Uh, you had first pick. Who did you take for this weekend? I'm taking uh, West Ham United over Newcastle. I thought that was a bold pick, the way Newcastle has been playing. Um, but, but kudos to you for taking that with your first pick. For the first time all season, I had second pick. And with it, I will use it to maybe be the only time I get to pick City. I'm going to take City over Tottenham. Uh, typically, that would be maybe a... a a closer game, but the Tottenham Tottenham's lost three in a row. They look like garbage. And I think City's gonna win. Handily. Yeah, I, I I thought about it. And you're so used to not picking against like the big six. And I just forgot how bad Spurs defense has been lately and how poorly they're playing. So I, I should have rode the city bus like I said I was gonna do. But you know, my my mistake could be your uh, your charm. Well I'm hoping for it. I'd like to get a win. Uh Tim uh, who is in first and had last pick. He took Arsenal over Brentford, and he also has his game in hand, United over Brighton, which probably <laughs> felt like a much better pick uh, whenever he made it a couple months ago. That game yeah. is tomorrow, and so uh, he'll get that game, which will bring him back to square on matches. Um. Any matches you're looking forward to over the weekend, Chris? Uh, you know, if I'm being honest, it's not, there's nothing that like jumps out really, really big at me. Um, over the weekend, I think City Spurs is probably the biggest matchup. Um, I would say you might want to watch Man United versus Leeds because that's always a crazy match. Well, it's a derby, um, right? What are the, it's the white, what is it? The, uh, the white rose or. Yeah. The war of roses, right? War of roses. That's what it is. War of roses. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, that's always a really interesting match, but United has like pretty much handled leads since they've been back up. I think they scored seven against them in the last game or the game before that. So, you know, it's kind of like UFC styles make fights in the UFC and, you know, all these clubs have their styles of play and things like that. So, you know, styles make matches here in the EPL. And United has had the answer to Leeds style since they came back up. So it'd be interesting. Well, to see. not totally. They're, they've only played twice. And the last time they, so the last time they played, they won five. Oh, wait, no, they have played. I'm, I'm, miss, I'm missing this. They played three times. When United is at Old Trafford, they've won five one and six two but somehow at elland road they played to a nil nil draw so and that was last year and they're yeah they're at ellen road so yes they have when they beat them they have smashed them uh but last time they were at ellen road it was nil nil so yeah well i 
I would say those. Wolves Lester could be good too. Lester is such a train, like an up and down swing right now. So who knows what you're gonna get out of them. Yeah, and Lester, Lester has kind of owned us recently. Um, the Jamie Vardy howl into the corner was was last uh last match we played against them. That was tor- that was the I think second match of the year. That was during our one nil, uh our three, three in a row, one nil. But Listen to the last one, two, three, four, five scores of Lester Wolves. One nil, 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 one nil, 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 nil. <laughs> In the last five times they've played, there have been two goals scored, both by Lester. Wolves haven't scored against Lester. I don't even know. My, my stats don't go back that far. So... Gosh, that's funny. So maybe if you're a neophyte looking for an awesome matchup, maybe don't watch that one. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe not. But from a league standing perspective, I it's think important. I think it's it's an important and intriguing one. Yeah, um, for sure. I'm sure if you're a Leicester fan, you still have aspirations of of making Europe, and you've got to win games like this in order to do that. So, well, Chris, I love yeah. short episodes. Yeah. And I think that was pretty short. I mean, short-ish. I think we nailed it. Yeah, I think we did too. For being a double match week, I feel like double match weeks go shorter because I'm so overwhelmed by all the matches. (laughs) I don't like spend enough time on all of them. So yeah, you spread out all your research and then you forget that the midweek matches even happened and you only (laughs) touch on like the three important games from the weekend. Totally, totally. All right, man. Well, happy Valentine's Day. Yes, I love you. I love you too. Beautiful. Happy Valentine's Day. Glazer's out. Oh, you had to go there. Okay.